0: The United We Stand podcast is brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.
1: Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm stood getting evils outside Wolverhampton train station. The Light Knights are here and Manchester United are playing a league game. At 7.45, and as soon as I started recording this, I've just seen five people get on their toes, but I'll catch them all up. I'm a faster runner than all of them, even with the bags that I'm carrying because I'm uh, travelling between city to city. Um, this is United's second visit here in a couple of weeks. United were very, very poor in the first one in the FA Cup match outclassed, just as we were at Old Trafford earlier on in the season are we walking towards the ground come pub. on I'm going to follow you pub. Uh going to a pub you know where pubs are pubs are you can smell them out you can smell them out here so with a group of United fans who I see everywhere games here they're all completely scared Nairi come and tell me how you think United are going to do tonight please so all, all, all I want is a score prediction that's all I
0: want 3-0 3-0 3-0 to United obviously
1: um, uh, do you think we're going to finish in the top four? Just answer me this. Yes,
0: third. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I think it's hot and
2: more slip, and I think Chelsea will do the same.
1: How many games have you been to this season? All of them. Everyone.
2: Everyone.
1: With the family.
0: Yes, apart from Europeans, not with the kids.
1: So, husband and two children. By train, most of them? Yeah. Is Ollie the right man? I think so. Where would you like him to improve the team in the summer?
2: I think it could be improved in all parts. But I don't think Ollie's going to resolve the issue. The issue's higher up the food chain.
1: With recruitment?
2: No, with the glaziers and Woodward. Why? because I think
1: they uh, the poison and until they're going we're just masking the bigger issue if they said that they're putting money into the team would that be fair or you think that they're holding back in other areas like the stadium I don't know I'd believe if they did say that well they've spent a, spent a lot of players maybe of do you know where you're going to
2: no, I'm
1: just following them. Right, do they
2: know where to go in? Well, they can
1: smell a pub out. Right, we're walking past the Chubb Lock Works of Wolverhampton, the Chubb and Sons Lock and Save Company. What a beautiful building. And this is a very industrial city, and they're smarting the area up a little bit around the train station, and there's some good old buildings It's a it's a proud city of a quarter of a million people, but football's a big deal here. The... City does come alive when there's a match and the stadium is on the edge of the city centre. Fergus, come here. Try to get people to come the podcast here, making excuses up to try and avoid coming on here. Just answer me a couple of quick questions. Will United finish in the top four this year? Of course they will, Andy, you know that. Not a problem.
0: Are really optimistic? Not optimistic, it's the truth. I wish the shares were optimistic. I know, but... I mean, well, we're now fourth, fifth now, aren't we? Well, Win tonight, third. We're not going to lose for the rest of the season. Who'd be your players of the season so far? This year, ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> uh, and obviously, De Gea. Uh, Luke Shaw, I think, has done well. Herrera since Solskjaer's come in. Would you like to see Herrera stay? Yeah, I mean, he's not. No, Brian Robson, but he's uh, at least he, at least he wears his, his his heart on his sleeve and he gives everything. So he's not he's not the best player in the world, but he's better than what we. have <laughs> He's one of the best we've got at the minute. <laughs> so. We've um. We've oh, and and Rashford's, Rashford's played played well since Soulshas. We've not really had any players of the season before that. Hopefully. Apart from the You've been every game this season. What's been the best away trip? A away trip? Ooh. That's a good question. Cool.
1: Uh, Cardiff. The first game.
0: First Do you know game. where we're going
1: in? Not, not a clue. <laughs> not a clue. Uh, I think Molyneux <laughs> over that way. It is very close. We'll go to this. We're to past some of the pubs of Sunbeam, which is home fans only so Cardiff that was the best one yeah, yeah
0: atmosphere and day out five
1: goals yeah. five goals yeah
0: so that that was definitely a good one Arsenal in the cup that was a good one yeah as well. it was brilliant you
1: uh, took your time arriving at that one didn't you <laughs> yeah, I had no one to meet though did I yeah you had, you met me with a ticket <laughs> at 32 seconds to kick off i stood that, there but anyway that, you were, that's you were, good for me 32 I'm, seconds made kick off so no problems there uh, where do you think United need to strengthen this summer uh, <laughs>
0: they need about 11 players I think really <laughs> nah well they, they, I mean if you'd asked me before Solskjaer came in I'd say we'd need two centre-halves but I, I actually think Lindelof now is some of his performances you know we're seeing what what obviously someone else seen in him before he came
1: uh, at, the, at Benfica was called the Ice Man. The so ice, he's man. very cool and obviously sold with a buyer's guarantee. I spoke to people at the club there, the club president, Mr Dominguez, and they were very proud that he'd gone on to Manchester United, but then they're already going to talk him down. But I agree, he's looking good, and I think Chris smalling has been looking good alongside yeah. him as yeah. well. Yeah, it's Morling. And I know that Oli Gunnar likes him as well.
0: And, 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 and to be fair, you know, I'm not his, his biggest fan, I don't think he's the best player in the world, but someone like Jones at least, you know, couple of games past few games he's not done too bad I still think we need at least one centre half whether we need a right back with Valencia going I don't know about this the young kid
1: a lot whether he's the ready lot, or not whether it he's just ready or not needs to learn to defend a little bit better walking yeah. down the street here there's an army recruitment office there's a couple of very nice buildings the county court of Wolverhampton and I think Wolverhampton I'm not sure whether it was in the old town of the old county of Staffordshire. I know it's part of the West Midlands now, which has a slightly smaller population than Greater Manchester of 2.5 million. And there's an, a lovely looking building next to it, the Express and Star, which is a newspaper here. And First time I'm gonna walk into the. Oh, it's a pub now. The County Court is a pub. And the Express and Star is one of the, the best local newspapers. And a lot of local papers have been hollowed out suffering from a decline in advertising where companies like Facebook have ruined the market by taking out and putting absolutely nothing back in at cost to local journalism. I'm going to walk up to the ground now. With Ollie Kay from The Times, after that defeat, we've both just seen Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, talking quite optimistically I don't really buy it I thought that Manchester United were pretty soft in the middle tonight I get that they created chances and I do think that they started the game very well but that's three defeats in four matches and that's not good enough and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer just said that he feels the team need to win 15 points from the last six games
3: that's going to be very difficult what was your assessment of it? Pretty much the same as yours, I think. I mean, it, it, the, the way they started the, the game was very impressive. It was very front foot. It was the total opposite to the, the, the game here um, in the FA Cup a few weeks ago. Uh, I think a lot of people have raised eyebrows about the team selection and the midfield in particular. And Ashley Young in a, in, a, in a back three, but it seemed to be working for, for 20 minutes. It was as I'd say that 20 minutes was as good as I've seen from United in... You know, four or five weeks, um, and then it just seemed to unravel completely, and, and it's hard to know why without having you know watched that first half again. But even I think it started a couple of minutes before the the Fred mistake for the for, for the goal. The, 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 they got down the left, and then Wolves seemed to get um, their tails up, and and then the mistake for the goal, and then from that point on. Um, I mean, Solja made the point that you know they could still have scored in the second half. There was the there was the um, the, uh, the the McTominay chance, um, good saves from the goalkeeper, but the performance from the equaliser onwards was not good from the United' performance of, of point of view at all. Um, Wolves were very good. The Wolves looked like they should be, you know. That we shouldn't be talking about a top six, that we should be talking about a top seven, because I, I think they've got really good players. I, I don't think it's an embarrassing defeat or anything like that, because Wolves are a good team. But it was, um, but yeah, I mean, Wolves were simply the better team from that moment on. And um, I just wouldn't, I mean, on, on, the, on the wider thing about, about top four and Champions League qualification, if you're saying beforehand, well, we need to win five of the next seven, we need 15 points. Don't see many of the other managers being that specific about what, what they need and what they don't need. I mean, it, fifteen points might not be enough the way Arsenal are going. If, if Spurs get a good run again, and um, so it's a bit questionable that. I mean, I, I know we're not used to questioning anything that, um, that he's doing, but, but I think that's a bit questionable. Um, I thought Ashley Young in the back three was questionable. It was similar to the kind of thing that. Mourinho was doing with Herrera at the start of the season. Um, and I thought the midfield was questionable, although it looked really good at the start. So, questions.
1: <laughs> and United fans will ask those questions as well. And a journalist just asked Oli Gunnar Solskjaer about uh, Paul Pogba. He's mm. very inconsistent. He was excellent in mm. the first two months under mm. the new manager, but he's not delivering again.
3: No, I totally agree. I, I, I can't remember if it was you. I mentioned that to you before. And I was certainly speaking to somebody in the press box beforehand and, and, and was saying that you know, Pogba does, does seem to have gone off the ball it, that, that that first um, couple of months he, he really seemed to have his, his tail up and it looked like the the Pogba that we all expect him to be and then I think since then the, I mean, it's been a, a tougher run of fixtures hasn't it? You know, Arsenal of Wolves twice and the PSG home leg where where he didn't play well and then he was sent off and um I don't. I don't feel like I've seen him. I, I didn't see the Watford game, so I, I don't know. You might tell me. You might tell me you played brilliantly in that game. No, me? I didn't. No, okay. Well, I haven't seen him play well for the for, was poor. For, for, for weeks, and he doesn't. He looks like somebody's performing lethargically again. And there might be physical reasons for that. Um, if you consider that he's played a lot of football and he had that sort of emotionally and physically draining summer with France and the World Cup and so on, but he, he looks like. Somebody who got his mojo back for those first couple of months um, after Solskjaer came in, and then he seems to have regressed again. And I, I'll be concerned about him. And I, I wonder whether when I heard Solskjaer talking to him the other day about you know, we would still build a team around um, um, about Pogba uh, around Pogba because he's talking after Pogba I spoke about PS uh, about Real Madrid the other day. But I wonder whether. I, I wonder whether it's really that secure as far as Pogba's concerned. I mean, is it, has he really done enough to be the player that United do want to build a team around? If it's going to be, if he's going to stay, I think there's a big new contract going to have to be in the offing very soon. And would that be the right idea? I don't know. I just think there are lots of questions to ask about Pogba and about, about the direction a team's going to go in after this season.
1: He seemed very set on his team when he first came in. He was picking a a core of players, but you can ask questions over several of those players as well. The defence improved, definitely, Mm -hmm. underneath him, but they need a right-back. They probably need a central midfielder. They probably need a right midfielder. They probably need another forward. If Alexis Mm -hmm. Sanchez is going to continue not doing it, again, it's going to be a key summer.
3: Mm. One interesting thing with with the... with this this summer is that I mean, obviously Fellaini's gone already and Darmian'll probably go and Valencia'll probably go and maybe Mata or maybe Arara go um, those two are both out of contract and you know, it's not going to be easy to um, get new de- you know give them new deals and I think United fans and, and and Solskjaer should look at that as an opportunity because I think the, the squad has been too bloated the last few years in terms of um Numbers and certainly the profile of players. You know, there's, there's been a lot of players sort of picking up renewals after renewals without really earning them. I think things need shaking up a bit, in my opinion, with that squad. And and I think there's an opportunity if they actually buy intelligently and, and maybe integrate some of the younger players as well. And and but but if they buy in a way that sort of strengthens the squad but with young, exciting players and, and players who can help them play a different way and play more of those sort of energetic football that he clearly wants to play, then that's, then that's interesting, that's exciting. But I mean, it's, it's, there's probably going to be a lot of big earners moving on or, or, or sort of middle to big earners moving on and a lot of older players moving on. And I think that's, I think that's an, opportunity, an opportunity rather than something to be worried about
1: young exciting
3: players of the top level want to play in the Champions League do you reckon because I know they do but if I reel off Pogba mm. Ibrahimovic mm. Di Maria mm. uh, all came for the money All care- well I don't want to say came for the money well, but, I, but, but they all the... came for the biggest offers that they got that summer Yeah. and several of them walk away from Champions League clubs mm. to play not in the Champions League Came for, you know, Mourinho came for Mourinho came for Europa League. Um, now, I mean, I think no, they'll no, win no, it this no. year anyway, so they're going to be in it. Well, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that might end up the, the most likely bet, uh, but it's, it's if you it's, can it's, offer it's, Champions
1: it's, League football, though, it's oh, definitely. definitely a big, oh, definitely, big issue. definitely, definitely. And, and Manchester United's whole financial structure is geared towards it. Yeah. In terms of the wages which the players receive, yeah, there's yeah. a substantial difference if yeah. you don't make it.
3: Yeah, absolutely, sponsors. Then. Absolutely there is and I, I totally agree on that, on that point of view and it's also the, the kudos and the the prestige from being in the Champions League but I do think you can uh, you know, I do think you can still sign players and big players when, when not in the Champions League but I guess when you do that you end up signing them because you're throwing so much money at them that they can't say no and, and sometimes if you do that maybe you get the wrong type of players maybe, maybe you get the more mercenary type of players and maybe that's happened at, at times over the past um, few years. Because it has been it, happening. Yeah. Alexis Sanchez yeah. has created a real problem for Absolutely. Manchester United's Absolutely. financial structure. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Um, so, look, Manchester United, with or without Champions League football, can still attract excellent players, whether they're the right type, <laughs> whether whether, whether they attract all their top targets or whether they then end up sort of thinking, oh, right, well, who, who can we get that's good? But it's the just... same old, same old, this, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
1: absolutely. And new signings will be greeted enthusiastically, mm. but with a lot less conviction that they're going to be a success, given mm. a very patchy recruitment record in the last few years.
3: Yeah, post Ferguson. yeah. and uh, I mean, we've spoken about that before. I think we spoke about it in November. We, we had one of these chats, and, and, and we were talking a lot about recruitment, and I think it's, it's going to be interesting what... They do recruitment-wise this summer because there is a lot of talk about youth and going for a different level of player, different profile of player. I
1: like
3: that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it's it's a good thing. I mean, it, you know, it shouldn't it, it can't just be exclusively youth. I mean, they need to to invest the short, you know, for, for the here and now as well. They can't just be building for the future and going down the road that sort of Arsenal went um, down for for a number of years. But they're. they're um, I think United need a different profile of players. You know, they're looking at. I mean, if you look at the players Manchester City have signed, Liverpool have signed the last few years, they've generally been younger, younger players. I mean, with the odd exception. Um, and they've signed Bernardo Silva. He's a fantastic footballer. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant. It's cost him good money, but yeah, yeah. No, a level
1: fair. United could afford.
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, United could have. I mean, I think City have. have their record, their transfer record is sixty, 60 Maris, yeah. and they've signed they've signed a lot in that sort of forty to sixty bracket. And mm. Liverpool have gone to seventy-five with Van Dyke and but, but generally it's you know they've been sort of that thirty to forty-five bracket. That, that's generally where they've done most of their business. And United have gone for these big statement signings and, and marquee signings and De Maria mm. and people like that, and Pogba and Lukaku, and, and you know you could say well. Pogba on his day looks a really good signing, but but I don't think those it's been anything like enough for those days. I really don't.
1: Those days need to be eight out of ten, like Roy Keane was. You, know,
3: well, you can have well, off I, I, games, but well, you I can't
1: th- have three games. No, no, no. A four. Well,
3: well, even when even when Roy Keane had his off days, he, he was a six out of ten, wasn't he? he whereas Pogba on a uh, on a well, he, he has you know a couple of. Four out of tens a, a month, doesn't he? So he he needs to he needs to book his ideas up well, The club needs to do something different with him. But I'd, I would say with with, with United with, with recruitment and and so on, it's going to be interesting what they do with a manager now who I don't think is just looking at the next trophy. He's not just thinking well, I need I need some some players who can make my job secure, which is what Mourinho Mourinho was only ever thinking about the next. The next, you know, looking as far as the next May, um, that has its attractions for certain clubs. But I never thought that was the right approach for United. Solskjaer is clearly going to take a very different approach and, and look a bit more long term. And
1: you think he's the right man? Do
3: you know? What? I, th- I, I thought when he came in that it could go one of two ways. I, th- I, th- I thought it could go um, pear shaped very quickly, or it could, or it could really click, and it's really clicked. There's no doubt about that. But at no point in, you know, when, when after PSG away and everyone was saying, oh, you know, give them the contract, sign them up now, what, what why the delay? And I, I wrote something around that time saying, well, you know, what, why on earth would you rush to, 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 I mean, there didn't seem to be any benefit to even point, making a decision before the end of the season. I know people, people say, well, they need to make decisions about contracts and so on, but you can make those decisions with, a, with somebody whose input you, you rate, and you, you, you often a club would have those. would be making those decisions with uh, an outgoing manager, anyway, or, or with a, a director of football, or, or whatever. So, which leads I, us into the direct Yeah, ball. absolutely. But it, it's it's um so I'm, I'm probably fudging a point somewhere. I, I, I think they I think they've rushed it a bit to to say to say even
1: nineteen games in having won well I, d- I, d- I don't and think i beating those tough games look, those tough teams away
3: absolutely. From i mean the, the the job he's done so far and i'm not saying i'm not saying this on the basis of of three defeats out of four because i was i was saying this before that run i was saying look just you know take your time look look what else is out there ask yourself whether whether doing the job in the short term means you are the man to do it long term because you know you, 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 he definitely deserved that promotion I mean, he's done a brilliant job but whether it's the right the right thing whether it's to you know it's the right thing for the club to say right well, okay we'll now have three three years of Ole and Solskjaer because the next three the challenge for the next three years is very difficult it's different to the challenge for the last three months so I think it would have been really difficult to do anything other and I'm not saying they should have they should have appointed someone else I'm not saying they should have gone for Pochettino or whatever but didn't really see the need to make a decision in March, in, in, when they could perhaps have just just seen how things have gone. You know, if it, if it peaked in, you know, if, if if the peak of this five months maybe between you know January and or December and May, if the peak was PSG away, and if and if the last month is is you know the last month hasn't been great in terms of the performances, it just hasn't. And if it, if it fizzles fizzles out a bit, nobody's going to be blaming Solskjaer for it. But and, and there's so much goodwill from media and, and from fans as, as well. But there, there will be, I think, something at the back of every United fans' mind thinking, well, what what if that short-term impact that he's had, what, what what if that's gone? And that you know they could still win the Champions League and and and. and and that could be as good as it gets you know you look at Roberto Di Matteo how that worked with with Chelsea and he seems to have more about more about him than Di Matteo who even at the time nobody was raving about um at Chelsea but i do i'm i'm not i'm not being that guy in the media who says oh they've made a mistake but i i just didn't see the need to to rush it and I, and i think they need they i think maybe um you know the, 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 there'll be a debate to be had over the over the next few few weeks and months if things don't if if things go on a sort of downward spiral between now and the end of the season. But I don't I don't think they will. I think I think United will. I would still say they'll finish in the top four, and um, I would still say that they'll, they'll finish in the top four. They they'll give it a good go against Barcelona. But anything is achievable, achievable between now and, and and the end of May. But but they still. Bigger questions to be asked about whether it's the right approach long term.
1: Finally, who will win the league this year? Um, will United get in the top four, and who will win the
3: Champions League? Oh, th- those are three very difficult questions. Sorry, um, I'll say Chelsea will finish sixth. Um, so that means Spurs and Arsenal and Man-, and Man United fighting over third, fourth, and fifth. I mean, what's happened happened over the last few days is is that Spurs and and United have lost really difficult games and and Chelsea and and Arsenal have won easy-ish games. So I don't think people should be reading too much into that. Uh, But um, Arsenal do seem to have a a momentum about them. They can probably afford to take Europe a bit more lightly than United can. Um, I think Spurs showed enough on Sunday at Anfield to suggest that they'll be all right. Um, Yeah, I think Spurs will get through. I think it'll be between United and Arsenal for the fourth and fifth. I'll I'll, I'll say United just. um, And then above that, well, it might come down to United being king Because that that game against City, which seems to be um, every every United fan's worst nightmare. The the, the idea of beating City and and handing handing the title to Liverpool. I, 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 I think... I think the bookies still have um, City. City is as, as favourites. I think as odds-on favourites. I think that's just based on the expectation, really, that, that they'll win every game because I think they're that good. And I, I, you know, they, they really are that good. They, they they could they could yet win everything, which would be probably not quite as sickening for most United fans as. as um, Liverpool winning the title, but but it would be it would be pretty sickening, wouldn't it, for, for you? What, City winning
1: the quadruple, jeez um, But um, and the Champions League, then you're not saying City for
3: that as well. Well, I think they're the best team in Europe. I really do. Um, I think they've been, you know, this season and last. I think they've been the best team in Europe, and, and they had that bad week last season, which cost them the the Champions League, and and when United won at the Etihad as well. But I, I think on the whole they've been the best team but the best team doesn't always win the Champions League if you, if you um,
1: back to Chelsea in 2005 well. well yeah yeah Chelsea
3: Liverpool, Liverpool in 2005 and, and it, it's um, it's very difficult to win the Champions League they've, got, they've obviously got to play Spurs and then and then Juventus um, sort or of Ajax and, and then it'll be whoever emerges from that um, that other half of the draw which looks so so tough so winning the Champions League is really tough but I'd still say I probably say City favourites, and the favourites of the Premier League, and they're certainly favourites of the, of the FA Cup. It doesn't mean they're going to win. Not four, note. but but so I, I, I'm interested, Andy. What, what would be better, City City winning a quadruple? What would be worse, City winning a quadruple or Liverpool winning the league?
1: That's like asking me which neighbour <laughs> I want my wife to sleep with. I just, I'm going to ask you for a name of a canal locally so I can go and jump in it after the way this podcast has, uh, has ended having seen Manchester United lose a game I'll say
3: one thing Wolves look like a team who could win the FA Cup tonight so, yeah. I hope, so maybe that will get they you nice to the trouble um, I hope they do quadruple hope they beat City triangle. in the final
1: uh, I think most United fans would rather Liverpool not win the league and that's probably based on A begrudging respect because they're a proper club who have done things the right way. I think that a lot of United fans would think that City are cheating on an industrial scale Mm. and that there's something hollow about that. Clearly, they've got an excellent team. Mm. Clearly, they're they're a a bigish club. I mean, I've got mates who've gone to City for years who are very good football fans.
3: Some of my best friends
1: are City fans. It's that line, isn't it?
3: Yeah,
1: (laughs) and they are. And they're they're proper good football fans as well. And it must have been a bright nightmare for them in the 90s watching their other mates going to Turin and seeing Manchester United yeah, uh, win. And I don't begrudge them, uh, but Liverpool are a different beast. And yeah. I, I don't even like having this conversation. I just wanted to talk <laughs> about Wolves. <laughs> I suppose I've been spoiled. No, I can remember thinking, if I see my team win the Football League once, that is yeah. enough. Yeah. I've seen them win two European absolutely. Cups, numerous league titles. So yeah, I suppose yeah. you've got... A, Take it a little bit when it's not going your yeah, way, and absolutely. it's not going United's way. But I do think that Oli Gunnar is, is. I'm glad he was appointed. I do like him. Uh, I think he'll be back in the summer. This isn't an IX manager he has to sell six of his best players, mm. and uh, I'm, I'm optimistic for, for next season. Mm. I just hope that this season they'd finish in the top four. and mm. I probably felt that after Paris mm. that United would mm. continue. So the last four games have been a bit of a disappointment. Mm. Three defeats and a and a poor performance against
3: mm. Watford. And the Arsenal resurgence at the same time has, has been a, yeah. a bit of a surprise, hasn't it? But the um, the thing with the thing with United, is, I mean they they do look they do look capable of, of finishing in the top four. They look capable of giving Barcelona a game in the Champions League. And who knows what happens if, if they actually get past You're Barcelona? You're trying to cheer me up now, oh, mate. No, I've seen not... too much
1: of Barcelona to know what they're like at home.
3: Well, yeah, there's the. the, the, the 4 2 four down tonight, and then they, they draw the 4 brilliant all. this is um, brilliant.
1: But then Juventus were good at Old Trafford, and so were PSG. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your time, Ollie. Pleasure. And real pleasure. you can read your stuff in the Times. Okay. You How's the subscription model going at the newspaper?
3: It's going well. It seems yeah, to yeah. be. It's going well. I mean, it's.
1: it's, um, it's the you know, New York Times is going well, too, and I saw the yeah. Financial Times went for a million paid for yeah. today. So well, people are prepared to pay for decent content, aren't yeah, they? Yeah,
3: I think decent content, you know, it has to be decent content and, and, and maybe um, other papers would find it hard to get readers or subscribers to, to, to pay monthly for, 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 for everything. But you know, For clickbait. Well, well we, we don't do clickbait, we, we, we take the view that, you know, anything that actually puts off our existing readers or, or subscribers is, is, is a bad thing. I think some people chase the numbers of, of hits and we chase the number of Subscribers and retentions and registrations and all that kind of thing, and to do that, you have to, you have to, it has to be good content, and and you know, it's, it's there are so many different models, whether whether they're for fanzines or or for newspapers or magazines or or anything. It, it's, it, it's making it work for you, and I think our model works for us. I think. Other papers would have, would be able to get to do it. I think the Guardian would be able to do it if, they, if they'd gone down that road, but they've gone down a different road, and I hope that works for them. I hope, it, I, I hope all the papers are able to survive in, in, with the, the various sort of different um, approaches they make. Thanks for your time. Real pleasure. Hello, everybody. The manager says to take your
0: questions on the game. Would you like to start? What was your assessment of that performance
3: tonight? Uh,
2: very good start. Should have been three up, or should have, could have. Maybe should have, um, and we created our own downfall. Uh, really, very good performance uh, until they scored the second goal. I have to say, apart from ten minutes after they scored, uh, they won each goal. We, we seemed flustered, but then uh, we got back into it. And but for their keeper, we should have uh, won this game. The experience, actually, on the
1: back.
2: Well, that's. Uh, Ashley's done that before against PSG away. It's okay, I felt. So, um, and it gives us. I thought Ash gave us the outlet of the, when we had three centre backs to, to go forward, created some moments down, down that side, but then again, we. Uh, that's what you. Uh, I thought he did uh, what he was asked to do.
3: That's three defeats in four games now. Is this a kind of resetting after oh, this brilliant start that you have? There, it's just
2: settling down. Oh, we don't. Uh, don't look at it as that. But uh, today was. You can't control the result, can you? We can control what we do on the pitch, uh, performance-wise, and we've played well enough tonight, created enough chances to win the game. So uh, I don't think there's any back or resetting to be fair. Uh, I was very pleased with the amount of chances and the the intent in the way we started the game and the way we played. Uh, apart from as I said you cannot legit or you cannot uh, stop players playing and trying and if there's a mistake to be done then that, that happens in football. I'm disappointed at all that Ashley's decided to make that second challenge so soon after to pick up his first gel card. Yeah, of course. When you're on a, on a yellow before, yeah, you're always uh, in danger if you if you go down, uh, hit the ball first, and you follow through, and it's a yellow card again. So uh, probably a bad decision. But that's uh, in the heat of the moment. That's what he, he felt. He was uh, he, he reached the ball, and but it was just a little bit too high. Of course then it made it more difficult. But then I, I felt we. For two or three minutes, yeah, we were under pressure a little bit after they got the uh, 11 against 10 men, but then we settled it down. I think we uh, we, we didn't get the pressure uh, built uh, that we expected maybe they had, so we kept the possession well, but then they scored on the first first chance, um, when the first time they put the ball in the box, really. Paul Pogba hasn't been as productive the last six or seven games since he was earlier, how do you explain that change in, in his performances? Well, sometimes you today you could have easily had an assist when a great play with him and him and Rom, so that's just figures and numbers. And uh, Paul's working as hard as any any other players in the team, some days it just doesn't come off. Are you as confident about the top four finish as, as you were maybe a year ago? <laughs> as I was three hours ago. <laughs> uh, you know, I've said we need 15 points in the last uh, seven games, uh, or 18 points in the last eight before. So after the national break, we've had got three against Watford. Now we need 15 in the <coughs> in the last uh, six. So we don't have room for uh, many more uh, uh, losses. No.
3: It is, but then
2: then again, we're uh, we are a, a very good team as well. So it'll be difficult for the ones that's going to play against us as well. This. It was always going to be a tough game, and the performance um, deserved a win. What do you think do you need to improve, thinking to the next
1: game against Barcelona?
2: Oh, many, many things we have to improve, of course, because uh, they are a top, top side. But we'll will use one or two days now to analyse and recover, and then we uh, we prepare for Barcelona, which will be a fantastic challenge for uh, for the club and for the for the team
3: can I just down just to make sure? You said it was
2: probably a bad decision. Do you mean Ashley's choice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, to, to go down, yeah. It was a good decision by the referee. Um, Ash, is, you know when you're on a yellow card, you, you, you're you always uh, in danger of getting a sending off if you mistime your tackle. And it's, uh, it's one of them I think Ash would have uh, liked to have stayed on his feet. Is it difficult to explain the results today by uh, the game itself? Because it, all the goals, uh, you, you get a sending off and uh, a loss of the ball and an own goal. So is it a bit difficult <laughs> to explain it with with other things than that? Yeah, but that, that's football for you, and that's why uh, it's that's why it's the the great game that we uh, we all love. That we you cannot always. Uh, it's not like uh, mats or uh, some days you have the margins. Today their keeper had a fantastic performance and we saw Romelu played some great crosses in, he got a cross from Diogo, those three crosses from three yards in total probably uh, should all have been goals normally, but then uh, their keeper was uh, in a great position and had, uh, had some fantastic saves. That's just football. OK, guys? First goal for Scott,
1: I mean,
3: how good yeah. is
2: he, how good he kind of become? Oh, well, he? Scott has never ever let us down and he never disappoints when he plays and today was another very, very fine performance by Scottie. So uh, it'll be hard to, um, uh, or it won't be hard to see him play for Man United many, many games because he's he's got such a great uh, mentality. Uh, he's so athletic. He can play in different positions. As today was, we feel that's his best position, like a high uh, midfielder. But he can play that defensive role easily, like he's done against PSG and Liverpool. So um, I was. Very, very pleased with him. Okay, guys, thank you.
0: Thanks. United We Stand and Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Visit redarmybet.com or download the app for all the latest United specials and enhanced odds. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.